Good afternoon and welcome to Hassan River Radio. Thank you for joining us here. Um, this is my, this is a, a podcast for my technologists, my cultural creators, and my entrepreneurs. So uh, what we're going to talk about today is tech. Uh, we talk about tech unapologetically. Uh, if you want a sports podcast, I'm sure there's plenty out there that you can listen to. Uh, right now, we're going to talk about tech uh, apologetically. We're going to be talking about uh, GraphQL. We're not going to get too deep into it, but we, we, I want to at least give you an introduction and we can we can go into detail uh, a little bit later. I want to get on the get on my laptop, um, screen share uh, and show you uh, some things there. Uh, Apollo Graph, the Apollo GraphQL platform. I think a number of you will find that helpful and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk about uh, some other things, some other things as well. But um, history is always helpful. So. Um, GraphQL. Uh, GraphQL is, it is, a, uh, is a query language. QL is, is for, for query language. And you probably can pick up on that because some of you may be familiar with uh, SQL, which is a structured uh, query language. So we have GraphQL, which is kind of a, a hodgepodge of JSON and uh, RESTful um, concepts and, and SQL and, you know, and some other stuff. So it's kind of a mix of things. Uh, there is a learning curve that we will talk about a, a little bit. But it's um, very well worth it if you have uh, if you have some 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 use cases for that, and the use cases for it are, are, are growing, uh, which is why we're we're actually talking about it now. Um, if, if I'm talking about technology uh, again, it's unapologetic, and I'm unapologetic for a reason because this technology, the appetite and usefulness of this app, of this technology uh, is growing. So I'm going to be talking about it unapologetically. So. Um, GraphQL, uh, like many of the great technologies we see out here uh, today, was created by developers or engineers at, at Facebook. The year, I believe, was 2012. And they basically needed something that, uh, I guess in their words, with some paraphrasing their words, they wanted a data fetching API that could describe Facebook. So I guess you could think of the, uh, the, 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 the scope <laughs> of that. But they they did want it to be simple enough that the developers could actually could actually learn it, and uh, I emphasize developers because um, there is a, like I said there is a learning curve, and now I talk about it unapologetically not because I want you to know what developers know I talk about it unapologetically because I want you to know of GraphQL, and what it does for existing data how it connects uh, existing data, because one of the optimizations of GraphQL over uh, GraphQL APIs over RESTful APIs is in scenarios where you're used to making several RESTful APIs calls. Uh, Graph, GraphQL APIs um, can can call uh, can do the same operation with one API call. So uh, you can see how um, for a lot of um, engineering teams this is going to be this is going to be very attractive. Now getting back to the history, I don't want to jump around too much. Now, getting back to the history, um, Facebook needed something that worked. I mean, it, you know, they're primarily uh, focused on their mobile apps, um, uh, as you know. So th they wanted something that would work with their mobile apps, because as you know, when you're pulling data into a mobile app, it's not the same as pulling data into a server or a high-powered uh, laptop. Um, and they didn't want to be limited. Like I said, they wanted to an API that would describe Facebook. So they didn't want to be limited to the data that they could query. 
So that was kind of a tall task, but they came up with something that they liked. And that was, that was the GraphQL. So what makes it different is um, contrasted to uh, RESTful, to the RESTful API, uh, the GraphQL, GraphQL API is client driven so that you can tailor the data that you receive from, from a data set. You know, with RESTful APIs, you can't do that. You gotta pull the whole data set and then you pick and choose from the data set that you get. So with GraphQL, GraphQL API, you're only pulling the data that you need. And this is a, and, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that this is a optimization. You know, because instead of having Amazon or um, pull um, deliver ten boxes and you only needed need two, you're going to let, let Amazon deliver two boxes and you take them two boxes. I mean, you see that, that that's a big difference. <laughs> you know, as far as what the boxes that go on the truck, blah blah blah. But you know, that might be a good example, maybe a bad example. I don't know. I'm trying. So that's one of the big optimizations uh, there is. It's just this performance. And when you're dealing with mobile applications, performance is incredibly important because your apps will crash. I mean, they'll crash if they're overloaded. I mean, some of you probably have had experiences with that. Some of you who had uh, smartphones years ago probably had even much more experience with that. So uh, GraphQL, uh, for that reason and others, um, it's becoming very attractive. The appetite for it is, 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 uh, is incredible. So that's why we're talking about it now. Now, like I said, there is a, a bit of a learning curve. A lot of that has to do with the uh, GraphQL schema. So there's about six parts to it. Uh, last time I checked the specification, um, I won't go into, I won't go into each one. Um, actually, let me talk a little bit more about the history um, because um, at, uh, in 2012, um, they, they, they came up with GraphQL, but it was internal. It was internal to Facebook for a few years before they actually decided to open source, open source it. Right now you actually have a GraphQL foundation that um, kind of, you know, oversees, that's kind of the uh, custodian uh, of, of, of GraphQL. But they, there was two uh, repos open source in uh, 2015, at least two, maybe more. But there's two significant ones. One was the actual GraphQL specification. I guess that's why I kind of put it in rewind because I remember I, was, I started talking about the specification, but I want to talk about this first because that, that was a big uh, open sourcing because they, uh, they were starting the open source process in 2015. And the other was the reference implementation written in JavaScript. Those were two big repos that were open source in 2015. Like I said, there may have been more, but those, those were two big ones. Now, or the specification that it's kind of a, a learning curve there because it's just a different way of thinking about querying uh, querying data and writing um, requests, writing API requests. Because generally with API requests, you're used to seeing just a, what's essentially a URL uh, with maybe, you know, um, some, some product ID, some, some employee ID. Um, that's usually what you're used to seeing. Whereas, um, whereas with, you're just seeing forward slashes. Whereas a GraphQL uh, API query is it's essentially JSON. It's essentially JSON, so it's a query written in which, which is essentially JSON. So it's not the easiest way of thinking about of thinking about writing a an API call. It's not. It's, but you know you keep working with it. There's a ton of really great uh, online 
GraphQL editors and tools uh, that they have that that I, that um, one of them is graphical graph IQL. You have a GraphQL playground um, companies like um, Apollo. Um, and hopefully I keep saying Apollo's name because hopefully we'll be able to talk about the Apollo GraphQL platform in, 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 a, in a future uh, future podcast. I think you all get a lot of that, a lot from that. Um, people who want a little bit more detail, uh, the way GraphQL looks, the way it, the way it works, how you create schemas. I mean, all that um, is also, I, I think I, I think you all find that um, uh, helpful as well. People who are a tad bit more, more technical. So um, there's six parts to the schema. You got, you got queries, queries and mutations. Uh, queries is you pulling data, mutations is changing data. You got things like uh, input, uh, input types, you got object types. But again, I'm not gonna go into all that right now. This is getting you a sense of what it is. And, and it's, it's a great thing, but like I said, there is, there is, a, bit of, there is a bit of a learning curve. Now, I think I've mentioned, um, most of what I want to mention, I generally do want to go into some use cases for it. You will see a lot of headless CMSs, uh, which is something else that is uh, CM content management systems in general are always worth talking about. But uh, Gra GraphQL and CMSs is definitely worth talking about, putting the two together. You definitely see some CMSs um, um, being able to integrate with or being um, or having GraphQL very much a part of the CMS. I'll just name a few. Uh, Sanity IO, uh, you got um, Graph CMS. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple others uh, out there. I can't, I think, can't think of all of them off the top of my head. But those are two I think of over the top of my head that are big with the, uh, but the big with oh, GraphQL. I want to say Strapi. Uh, Strapi is one. STR API uh, is one. Uh, and there's a few, couple others. Uh, you got frameworks like um, Gatsby JS. Uh, there's a couple other frameworks, uh, Nest.js. Um, we'll be talking about Nest.js in a different capacity pretty soon. Uh, you have another um, framework called Quarkus and that runs on the, that's kind of a, a JVM, JVM framework. So you do, the, the ecosystem is large. I guess that's, that's the main thing I wanted to mention to you. The ecosystem is large. You got Hasura, which is a GraphQL server. We're gonna talk about Apollo, which has their GraphQL server. So the ecosystem is large. Again, we're gonna talk about this. Uh, the popularity is growing, the appetite is growing, but I think that's that's all we really need to talk about right now. Um, and um, with that being said, I thank you for tuning in to uh, Hassan River Radio. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel, whatever um, podcast app you're using, whether it's Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, or subscribe to the YouTube channel if, you're, if you just so happen to be uh, watching me uh, on that. But uh, have, have an amazing week. Thank you. Bye-bye.